This podcast is a proud member of the Blueberry Network. That is Blueberry with no ease dot com. Blueberry with no ease dot com. Remember, you drop the ease. Is it us or did online radio just get a bit more culture? To find out more, log into www.odacastradio.com. Odacastradio.com. Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neogenesis Evigallion. This is the Bonsai Beat Podcast, each week bringing you anime news, current and classic show reviews, and entertaining discussion from a fan's perspective. Here is Jello Kuhn and Zaldar. Welcome to episode 83 of the Bonsai Beat. I am here with Aaron, also known as Otaku Mitsukai, on Twitter. Welcome, Aaron, to the show. Thank you for having me. She also runs otakomitsukai.com, which you've probably frequently heard me advertise for. There you can check out all the things she has going on there. We'll learn more about that in a little bit later. So this week I bring you a review of School Days. So uh, thank you very much for joining me, Zaldar, due to personal commitments. Could not join us this week. He is off wandering the eastern United States. Uh, so have you been watching any anime this week? Uh, this week so far, um, I finished Hellgirl, which that seems to be a pretty decent series. What's that about? Um, well, have you ever seen that movie Fear.com? I have not. All I know is about emails and death. Oh. Okay, well, it kind of runs along the, the same line of that. It's um, people who are being harassed in their lives and whatnot are going to this uh, health correspondence at, like, midnight, because that's the only time that the, the website will actually come up. Of course. And then they'll, they'll put in the name of their tormentor, and then Hellgirl will appear before them once they click send and hand them a little doll with a red ribbon around its neck, or a red string, and gives them the option to either, you know, pull the string to send their tormentor to hell, but at the same time... You know, they're going to be condemned to hell themselves if they do pull the string. But if they don't, then, yeah, everything's cool. Nobody gets sent to hell and so on and so forth. But they still get tormented, so it doesn't really help. I know. Besides, if South Park is anything to go off about hell, hell looks pretty damn awesome. Well, especially if Satan's gay. Exactly. <laughs> and he has sweet 16 parties. Yeah, that too. In Saddam. Exactly. So, I have been busy this week myself watching anime. I have four more episodes of Trigun to watch. And damn it, I cannot, uh, the, the DVD, the bootleg DVD, fucked up on me. Uh-oh. The last four episodes are like unwatchable or I don't know, I have to put them in the computer and watch them or something. I'll try doing that. I was pissed. I wanted to go watch the next one. I was like, frozen. It's like, son of a bitch. Damn you, DVD of Taiwan stature. <laughs> it was terrible. I also watching, started watching uh, Speed Graffer. Watched the first four episodes of that. Very interesting show. Um, 
I am very excited to actually review it if it keeps going as good as it is. Because it's just epic. But I read the review that Anime and DVD gave it for the first volume. <laughs> Chris Beveridge, Beveridge did not seem to care for it at all. So, yeah, he was kind of harsh on it, but I don't know. We'll see if we'll see if it keeps up the good beginning of it. It's a little crazy. Though. The animation could be for being a Gonzo property. People sometimes walk like they're freaking got like sticks shoved up their butt because I don't know why. Some of the animation is very questionable, to say the least. What is that about exactly? What's that? Uh, speed grab. What's that exactly about? It's about, um, it's about a war reporter who's come back to Japan because the war is over. There was there was also known as a bubble war, where basically the rich got richer and the poor got poorer. The economy <laughs> collapsed upon itself. Hmm, sounds familiar. And, uh, he works for this newspaper getting getting, um, photos. So he finds out about, uh, these high-profile murders of, of politicians. Well, then he finds out about this club called the Roppongi Club, where you get, it's like, ultra-rich, ultra-exclusive. They call it, it's a fair, it's a, kind of like a tall tale. It exists, but it doesn't exist, so nobody really knows if it's, you know, if it exists. Mm-hmm. So he finds out someone who's in the Roppongi club and, like, attacks them and takes their tie because there's something on the back of their tie tells them how to get in. So the Roppongi club is this club where any desire can be fulfilled. It's like 300 million yen, some ungodly amount of money, to be in the club. And so uh, a lot of it's, like, sex and things like that. Like, there's always, like, women having orgies, apparently. That's what every guy wants. But they have what's known, if you're a VIP, they have what's known as a, uh, fuck what they call it. I, basically, it's like your deepest desire gets granted by the kiss of a goddess. So this really cute girl comes down from a, uh, from the ceiling and kisses, um, the, the reporter. And he wasn't supposed to get kissed. And he gets his most secret desire is to kill people with his... Every time he takes a picture with his camera, he kills somebody. That was his most deepest, darkest desire he didn't even know he wanted. So now, there's more to the story. I don't want to get into it, but it's very, very interesting. It's very stylish. Mm -hmm. And just very interesting. And this is one of those things where Gonzo was trying to aim for adults. So it's very, very adult-oriented but uh, Funimation licensed it a few years back, and uh, I'm finally just—I I remember getting into anime, seeing it on the shelf, going, "Hmm, it looks interesting," but I don't want to watch it. And now I finally started getting it from Netflix. So, yeah. Now you're making me want to watch it. <laughs> Pretty. The first four episodes, four episodes are really interesting. They went by really quick, and I was just like, "Oh God, I can't wait for Wednesday when the next two episodes, two two discs will show up at my door." <laughs> so. Then I've also continued watching uh, Gurren Lagan on episode 4 now of that. What do you think of that so far? Eh. <clears throat> so much of just like, we're going to do stuff differently. Oh my god, hey, how'd that work? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's too much crap. And too many cute girls. 
Yes, but it gets interesting later on. It better. It does. It okay. does. I promise. Okay. I'll take your I'll take your uh your uh word on that. So anything else you'd like to say before we get into the news? Mm, not offhand. Not offhand. Okay. <laughs> well let's go and get in the news then. Alright. Yay. Okay. 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 This week in Anime News, brought to you by Anime News Network. Alright, Anime News Network. Got some news of the stuff and the... the. Seven Seas hints at Toradora manga being licensed. And then they finally found out it did get licensed. So, North American manga publisher Seven Seas Entertainment is revealing three new licenses through puzzles on its Twitter account. Between Sunday and Tuesday, today being Sunday, the hints for the first manga title are the anagram Toad Roar and the first stanza from the Tiger poem by Robert or by William Blake. Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forests of the night, what immortal hand or eye could f- uh, frame thy fearful symmetry? Hmm. So, yeah. Well, people figured it out pretty damn quick. So, yeah. Toradora is now going to be in manga form on the U.S. shelves. Huzzah. See, that's awesome, though, because Toradora was actually a really good anime. I agree. That's why I purchased that anime. Awesome. And I probably had it returned back to... (laughs) Oh, dear. I'm still waiting on freaking his... to even peep an announcement. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. I purchased the anime. I enjoyed it very much so. I will probably have to go and pick up the uh, first volume of the manga whenever it gets released, because, yeah, it's a good show. should be yes. better in manga form, because it's going to be longer. See, that's awesome, because sometimes the mangas go into the... The deeper go, points. Yeah, deeper into the storyline than the anime is. Very true. Or they'll extend it even further, etc., etc. Exactly. Yeah. So, Life Size Evangelion busts grand opening to be streamed live. So you're going to have to be up at like 3 a.m. American time. Uh, the media gets a sneak peek before the next Friday's public unveiling. Japan's Fuji Q Highland Amusement Park has unveiled the world's first life size bust of the Evangelion animators ever po- uh, 0.1 unit before members of media next Thursday. Public grand opening the Evangelion World Life Size Ava 101 Construction Project Pavilion will actually take place next Friday and the theme park plans to stream the event live on Ustream. So yeah, it's supposed to be like when Shinji sees it for the first time in the lo- hanging up in the locker or something. It looks pretty neat. It's purple and green and all that good stuff. I now, is it supposed to move? I don't know. Um, doesn't say, but even I, I you know, it has a life-size plug. Jeez, I think it does. I believe it does. That would be pretty neat. Yeah, it did. 
Yeah, no, it seems pretty interesting. It's funny, though, because they got they had Gundam, and now they got Evangelion. When are they going to have, like, Robotech? Or, uh... Ghost in the Shell stuff. Ghost in the Shell stuff, exactly. Exactly. So, so good that goes. Maybe they'll leave it a lot... Maybe they'll leave it there a lot longer, too. Well, that works. Maybe so. give us, you know, foreigners a chance to go over and see it before they take it down. Well, you do have to pay to get your picture taken with it. But still, it sounds pretty epic. Yes, most definitely. It'd be worth it. I'd climb off and fall off and sue the company. <laughs> I can't read the Japanese writing of saying, do not climb on model. Either that or just do a reenactment and cry like Shinji. Exactly. Oh, my dad didn't <laughs> hug me enough. Now I have to pilot this machine that looks epic. I'm a bitch. <laughs> That's what you'd say. Andor said. <sighs> Science fiction author James P. Hogan passes away. Uh, he wrote Inherit the Stars, Two Faces of Tomorrow, and which both spawned manga. So, uh, he's born in 1941. He uh, made his literary debut with the 1977 novel Inherit the Stars, and did some other stuff in 1980, and then he died. There's a lot more to this guy. I just don't know his works or anything, so to me it's not a big shock, I guess. Do you, are you familiar with any of this guy's work? Um, let's see here. Uh, Macross, yes. He did Macross? Um, do what? He did Macross? Yeah, Super, um, let's see, who eventually created the Super Dimension Fortress Macross. Aw, oh, snap. That's the only thing I know of. <clears throat> and also Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. Never heard of that. And Gene Shaft. Never heard of Gene Shaft. Really? Really. Oh, dears. Sounds like a... Have- it sounds like a thing for, like, Levi's. <laughs> the Gene Shaft. Sponsored by Levi's. So, yeah. Bummer to hear him pass away, but... Yeah. I don't know what happens. Shoot, I believe the, the guy who actually did the voice for Speed Racer passed away this week as well. Yes, he did. That guy who did Speed Racer died. <laughs> now Speed Racer can never be lived again. I know, right? That sucks. Yeah, it does suck. He even had a cameo in the movie. Oh, really? Yes. Yes, he did. I cannot think of his name off the top of my head. Unfortunately. Sengoku Basara 2 debut sets anime record in time slot. First episode of this uh, Sengoku Basura 2 television anime series earned a 5.4% rating, whatever that's supposed to come out to, in the Tokyo's Kanto region, and a 7.4% rating in Osaka's uh, Kansai region on July 11th. Those figures represented the highest rated premiere in the Sunday 5 p.m. time slot for the MBS slash TBS network. Since it began airing anime in the time slot in April of 08. It's also the third highest rating recorded in the in that Nichi's five Sunday five PM anime time slot in the Kanto region. And the highest rating recorded in the time slot in the Kansai region. By comparison, Mobile Suit Gundam 00 second season premiered 
with only a 4.5% rating in the same time slot. And Capcom's... Oh, wow, it's a freaking show from Capcom. Ugh. I didn't know that. Uh, it's known as the Devil King's action-adventure game. It started both a 2009 television anime series and the ongoing Sengoku Basara 2 sequel. Unlike the sequel, the first anime aired in late-night time slot. Nevertheless, each DVD volume for the first anime sold over 20,000 copies. Cool! Funimation announced last week at, at AX that it's simulcasting it on their web starting this month, so if you want to see what all the awesome is and watch it legally, go watch it on Funimation's website. Yeah. Yes. Oh, this was fucking crazy. Hmm? Damn you for Sengaku Complex for having the pictures and ruining <laughs> my week. So, <clears throat> voice actor Norio Amaimura arrested for indecent pictures. So, yeah, this is crazy. Police arrested 56-year-old voice and stage actor Norio Amamura on Monday for allegedly posting pictures of his lower body on his blog, according to police. Amamura posted indecent pictures on his blog for two months, starting in the past April. He also runs a bar uh, named Toe, where tattoo enthusiasts gather in Tokyo's Shinjuku Ward. And he has adorned his own entire body with tattoos, according to the police. So, yeah. A, why is it illegal for him to post nude pictures on his blog? Like, why are you being arrested for that? What's the big deal? Well, see, I read the whole story on that, and actually they seem to believe that he's part of the Yakuza because That's, of the tattoos. Yeah, because of the tattoos. So they're going after him for that to see if he's connected to him in any way. You own a bar. Obviously, you have tattoos. Nonetheless, Obviously, a gay sense. bar. Well, there you I wouldn't be surprised after seeing those damn pictures. <laughs> I know, right? God! <laughs> he's like standing spread eagle. He's got like his back, entire back, legs, ass, everything is like one big ass tattoo. Everything's going good, like, oh, yeah, he's naked, but he's got some extra tats. And then the last picture is him bound and gagged with a kendo stick pointing at his, like, pressed against his crotch. I was like, oh, God! Why? (laughs) He has, like, netting. He looks like a whale. Caught in the net. Yeah, I've seen that picture, too. Uh, (laughs) I didn't know what to think. All I seen was the kendo stick in his junk, and I'm like, oh, right? (laughs) Like, go! I thought of a whale in the net, and I was like, oh, God. They actually have stuff like this? I've seen it in hentai's, but really? Uh, well, apparently men do it, too. Apparently he just likes to be abused. He's like, yeah, the candle stick to my junk. Well, then again, if you look at how many tattoos he has all over his body, oh, yeah. there's a possibility a he is a masochist. Exactly. He's just like, candlestick to my junk five times? Fucking not like getting tats on my throat. <laughs> <laughs> or on my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least he didn't spread his ass and be like, "Look, the message inside." Actually, like, yes, he did. Oh, thank God, I ignored that one. <laughs> oh, thank God. I think it's like some kind of a flower around the hole. <laughs> his shat flower. Oh, jeez, that's just wrong. But still, why is it illegal for him to post nude pictures of himself? It's himself. It's his blog. 
Who is he hurting? Uh. That's actually dumbfounding me as well because I mean, there's there's those chicks on Two uh, Chan who sit there and post you know their breasts and their their crotches and everything else. Yeah, they're not getting arrested. Well, because it's a female. Uh, true. If you post a picture of yourself on Two Chan, they'd be like, "Oh, Gaijin, Gaijin," <laughs> and then you'd be arrested for some unknown reason. I should just post a picture of my leg on Two Chan, see what happens. <laughs> Gaijin Chan. Exactly. I should make that screen name too. There you go. Uh, Alright. That is our news. There really isn't that much to talk about. There really isn't. So, is there anything else you want to bring up about news? Anything you found interesting or you want to move on? Let's go ahead and move on because I don't know anything else this week. You're just like, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> Well, not really anything interesting happened, so... What the fuck? You can't say any dirty words. Really? So you can't say fuck? No. And you can't say shit? No. The Bonsai Beat. What the fuck of the week? Damn, dude, that kid's fucked up. Alright, our what the fuck of the week is awesome. Because you can blame Shonen Manga. And there's <laughs> gangs involved. And dueling. And uh, Yugi. And Yugi. <laughs> so, boys were arrested for dueling. Shonen manga is sure to blame. So, police have arrested two boys for the crime of dueling. And for anyone who doesn't know, dueling is where you go back to back. You count a nut, you know, like 10 or 15, 20 paces. And then you turn around and then whoever shoots each other, the fa- whoever gets shot first, loses. So you each have a gun, you do like 20 paces, you count off, turn and shoot. And if you're lucky, you survive. And if you're not, well, there's always a coroner on hand. You can always go to hell with hell, girl. Yeah, that too. So, yeah, they've been dueling, and then they blame the influence of shonen manga. Because apparently in shonen manga, they just duel like constantly. So, uh, Satama police effective, uh, effected the arrest of a 15-year-old laborer, which I don't understand why they don't like, why aren't you in school, kid? And a 16-year-old schoolboy for allegedly arranging a duel in which the pair did do battle. And such, oh no, a injury occurred. Someone broke their index finger. They can't point anymore. Now they can't, you know, declare such the a, duel. Such a tragedy. They use their other hand now. Please describe each as a member of a separate gang of roughs. So apparently they went around hassling old people, poking them with sticks. Uh, which the duel arranged to determine which gang would be merged into the other as subordinates. So, yeah. Apparently, you're like, the Blue Hoods gang versus the Tokyo Warriors which sounds better going first. And then you got the old, you know, female gangs, Hello Kitty over there. Exactly, the Hello Kitty <laughs> bandits. There are these uh, there are all kinds of things in manga in circulation which depict youths challenging each other to duels as heroes. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong kind of duels. Maybe they grab swords and we're like, Yah 
I don't know. These only encourage know. youth boys to aspire violence. Man, imagine if they read Fist of the North Star, violence, Riccio. Yeah, that's, that's definitely violent. See, I don't see what's wrong with, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! and whatnot, because all it is is a card game. It's yes. not like they're injuring the other person, it's just a card. Exactly. So, uh, apparently the fact that the boys were already in gangs was less of a factor than the crime of the availability of shonen manga in the prefecture, as was the general tendency of Japanese history to glorify dueling swordsmen as... Uh, oh, so must have been so dueling with swords. I misunderstood dueling. That's the way I thought of dueling with like, guns or pistols. Well, I think that's the Western uh, yeah. vision of dueling. So in Japan, they just roll around with swords because they can't have guns. Yes. Japan's, an- um, Japan's had an anti-dueling law since 1889. So, yeah. Can't go and duel, apparently. Sucks to be them. Yes. Should I walk around and duel? You know, I'll just walk around the street. Give me fucking money, I'll duel your ass. And then, like, chop their hand off. And then I'll blame Bleach. <laughs> but you have to do it with the oh what was it I think the Shinigami mask on there you go that way you're hiding your identity exactly or I'll just get a random bandana cause you know it seems to work really well for gangs yeah that too that too or I can dress up in a maid outfit hmm yes I would go dress up in a maid outfit dueling people you need to go to like store and get one of those um, Yu-Gi-Oh armbands with the whole plastic get a thing that holds out. Why a Yu-Gi-Oh one? Because Yu-Gi-Oh is the only one that has the thing that attaches to the arm. Ah, I see. <laughs> I grew up with, with my nephew and my niece all into that stuff. Ugh. And for Christmas, my nephew wanted one of those. And then after that, the following Christmases, he wanted another one and another one because they kept on changing. Huh. And I actually got to the point to where I was playing around with them in the yard. My nephew would run up to me, like, from behind a tree, and he's like, I challenge you! And then we'll have to duel. <laughs> <laughs> Damn that! Damn that, Yu-Gi-Oh! Exactly! So you have first-hand experience as a dueling action. Exactly! You should write that prefecture and be like, As a foreigner, I too know the pain of random duelings. <laughs> Within the family. Within the family, Exactly. <laughs> I grew up in a turbulent time. <laughs> my mother and father would duel for my love. And or dinner. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so don't duel. If you ever go to Japan and you're a foreigner, don't be dueling people, because you'll be arrested. God, that's so stupid. No dueling for you. None of that action. Well, see, I could understand the, the dueling with the swords and everything, you know, not being allowed. But, I mean, with... Blaming it on a shonen manga, it, that deals with cards, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just doesn't make any sense. For sure. Because it's just such a, you know, symbolistic cards mean swords in Japanese. Exactly. <laughs> okay, let's go on and move on to our DVD picks of the week. It's another week and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the weekly DVD picks. Yeah, what should you get? There's lots of stuff coming out this week. Like, and they're all re-releases, unfortunately, except, like, one thing. But I'm too lazy to look at what that one thing is. <laughs> so, 
Looking over the list there, Aaron, what would you choose? Um, actually, I didn't get the uh, URL for the list. For shame. Oh, wait, there it is. Yeah. I got it now. Look at Let's July see. 20th. The first ones. The 20th. Yes. Um, air the movie. That would be interesting. There you go. I haven't seen that, but I've actually seen the series, and the series was pretty decent, especially if you like the, uh... Well, come on, you know, he has, like, a puppet that he can do, and she says Ugu, and... Or no. Exactly. Gao, sorry. Gao, yep. Ugu is... Kana, or is, uh... Canon. Same people who made Air. Yep. Good old Key. Let's Ugh. see here. Anything else? No? Uh, Kurokami. I actually watched the first episode of that, and that was pretty decent. Oh, God, it's so horrible. Really? Yes. But why? Because. Oh, oh, you gotta do stuff together, and oh, you killed me, and oh, my God, this story makes no sense. Well, they can see a little girl run over by a car. She's just, like, totally blasted by a car. Okay, I don't, I don't know. It just one. wasn't... I, I lost interest. I watched about seven episodes. Oh, okay. I was like, done. Although I love the fact that Crenshaw screamed it in English. That was fucking epic. I didn't get to see it in English. I actually uh, read it subbed. Poor shame. See if you were a Crunchyroll member. You'd be like, blah. <laughs> English. Exactly. Woo. I'm going to pick Shuffle. I have reviewed Shuffle in some episode number long ago. I've, I've actually reviewed it twice. The first time I hated it, and the second time I actually watched the entire show, and now I love it. Because the, en- the ending is just so fucking epic. If you can get past the, the, the you know, the, the harem stereotypes in the show, you will like Shuffle. And you give it a chance. Or you can go back, go to bonsaibeat.com, front slash reviews, click the Shuffle name, and you can start listening to the review. And then, yeah. Do it now. Oh, wait, don't do it now. So listen to this. After the fact, do it now. Exactly. Yes. I'd pick Shuffle, you'd pick Air the Movie. Huzzah. Uh, so, our review this week is School Days. An epic show of epicness that is hard as fuck to follow and even harder to write a review about. <clears throat> so, School Days is a 12-episode show from 2007. It's a spin-off of a it's a spin-off of a popular visual novel, where visual novel is known for its endings. And every every visual novel, the player you know is given choices, and that leads you down a path to a girl, usually their harems or some crazy things going on. School Days. There was a total of 21 possible endings that could occur. Fifteen were considered good endings, two were considered harem endings, where the main character ends up with two or more girls, and the final three are considered bad endings, where the main characters are either killed off, commit suicide, you know, because high school dating is just such serious business. The the anime follows Makoto Ito, who is our protagonist, and while riding the train to school one morning, he notices a beautiful, well-endowed girl named Koto no Hana. Alright, sorry. Let me say that again. Koto no ha. God, I said that three times fast. Uh, Katsura. He falls for her, but doesn't really have the guts to say anything. And is just instead finally looks at the photo that he secretly snapped of her while on the train. 
The person who sits next to him is named Sakai. She sees him admiring the photo he took and offers f- to get the two to meet. Eventually, Makoto and Koto Noha start going on a date. And basically, he starts typically, you know, any harem. He doesn't know he's what to do. He's never been on a date. So he has a book on how to date. Because those are apparently readable in Japan. I've never seen a book for, like, dating for dummies. Although it probably exists. More than likely. They have cooking for dummies, so... But cooking you need to do to live. Exactly. Dating you don't need to do to live. Uh, some people. Well, those people are lame. So, basically, the first date goes somewhat okay. Uh, basically, Makoto just ends up dragging Kotonoha around everywhere he wants to go. Sakai finds out and offers to teach Makoto to be a nicer guy and all the usual stuff and eventually end up kissing and Sakai gets feelings for Makoto. Meanwhile, Makoto's friend, Sawanaga, uh, is also in love with Kotonoha but respects the, the relationship. Uh, so at first, we progress through the relationship aspect of Makoto and Kotonoha getting to feel things out, getting a feel for each other. And then Sakai and Makoto start dating and having sex behind Kotonoha's back. And sex is used a lot in this show. Uh, Makoto just wants to have sex with any girl. He doesn't really care to see who and how it ends up happening. And that's exactly what happens. Almost every girl in in his class starts sleeping with him at one point or another in this show. Um, And the story writers don't really explain why. And I'm thinking because Overflow uh, just wanted to get every girl that was in the game on the show for one reason or another. You know, so they could be like, oh, I like that girl right there. Oh, hey, she's in the show. That's great. But yeah, they didn't do a very good job of like explaining why Makoto is being able to sleep with every girl. They would just go to a scene. Oh, that was great sex or something. Or they were getting dressed. It's like, what? How is this happening and why? <sighs> yeah, it, it was weird. So. It's... Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I think it had something to do with Overflow just being like, we have six different girls. Or seven or eight. They all need a slot in the show. So I'm pretty sure they just wanted to see their favorite girl in the show. Personally, mine was Sakari. She has these cute little, uh, double, they call them squid braids. Where they're just really thin strands of hair. Done up in circles. Uh, they, you know, they get two of them. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. She was cute, and I liked her. <laughs> so now, Makoto is sleeping around with, uh, almost around daily with different girls. And then, like I said, this isn't really explained why. I mean, even in the show, Hikari does not even like Makoto, but yet in an episode, they're sleeping together. You know, things just don't seem to add up. Um, like I said, I think it was a push to get every girl involved from the game, but uh, it made the story loose and just kind of fell, made, you know, things kind of fall apart from the, from the, uh, from the actual what was going on, the seriousness it was trying to portray. So... Um, so they pretty much did fan base suction I with think, that. I think by so. By throwing every girl in. Yeah. So, meanwhile, Kotonoha has problems of her own. She's often picked on and teased by other girls, 
And now things are starting to get around that Makoto is cheating on her with, like, every girl in the school. And some people have just wrong information that they assume that Makoto was dating Sakai and Kotonoha was... had nothing to do with anything. So when she says, I'm Makoto's girlfriend, they were like, yeah, whatever. Lying bitch. And, yeah, they treat her like crap. So, uh, they try their damnedest to give Kotonoha a hard time and make her life a living hell. So, again, we go back to Makoto's friend, uh, Sawagura, and he tries to make a move on Kotonoha, knowing that Makoto is with Sakai. And she will not hear any of it. She thinks that everyone is just lying to her, and that she just can't come to the realization that, you know, Makoto is a slimy guy. And finally she just snaps, and just becomes this lifeless, kind of just devoid of any emotion. She kind of just goes through her days, silent, and just going through the steps. She shows up to school, but doesn't do anything, you know. So it seems Makoto uh, is her world and her life, and that him sleeping around with other guys, she just can't seem to be true. So... Even when people are confronting him, uh, even when he's being confronted, uh, Makoto says, you know, so, sorry, I miswrote the sentence, a little weird. Uh, so finally, uh, Kotonoha confronts Makoto about the fact of, you know, is he sleeping around with everybody? And he says, no, it's not true, of course not. And, uh, yeah, so far, if you could follow me, awesome, because this is a really big pain in the ass to explain. And I really can't get into really deep and then what's on the surface because there's a lot more the girls he does sleep around with um there's reasons per se but they aren't really given like there's a girl named Setsuna who's a friend of Makoto's who's also a friend of Sakai who kind of plays in the middle and Sakai and Makoto both always go to her for uh in for uh advice and she just kind of always roots for Sakai and, you know, gives bad information and things like that. So, uh, anyway, Sakai finally tells, uh, Kotohana about Makoto and her dating and having sex, to which, uh, Noha just slaps the shit out of her. It's a really awesome scene. And then just starts yelling at her about how she acted like a friend to her and how she pushed her to date Makoto, and now that she's dating him, you know, such a she's such a bad friend. Eventually, Makoto f- kind of figures out the hole he's kind of dug himself, and he breaks it off with Sakai. Sakai, desperate for attention, tells Makoto that she's pregnant with his child. Oh, Makoto doesn't want anything to do with this and demands that she gets an abortion. But the news spreads like wildfire throughout the school, and all the girls he was having sex with, one by one, start leaving him, saying things like they didn't want to be in Sakai's situation. Or, uh, one of the girls named Tomei, who's been friends with him since middle school, said to him, You know, you are a lot nicer in middle school, I don't know what's going on with you. And then leaves. Um, Makoto's now pissed off, um, as his, sex- his sexcapades are coming to an end, and his angry... Uh, but ends up falling for back on Kotonaha when she invites him over for a Christmas dinner. So, she's still off in her own little world where Makoto is always right. You know, everything is just great for her again because Makoto's back in her life. Uh, 
To finish the show up, a very shocking but not really unforeseen ending occurs. But there's much more to the ending than just one little shocking part. The ending just left me speechless, and I was like in a holy shit moment. And I just kind of said to myself, did I just really see that? Although the ending does an awesome job of wrapping up every single detail, the ending hurts the rewatch value of the show. It's like, once you know the ending, it's kind of like, well, there's really no point to really see why it led up to it. The show is very enjoyable, and for me, this was my very first harem anime I'd ever watched. So to me, this is like crack. Every week, I was just like, oh, holy crap, new school days. <laughs> Gotta watch it. And I got very attached to the characters. Um, every week is a roller coaster. You'd have to contend with some shoddy plot holes, like I said. And sometimes things that you were just going on, you know, just giving you like a, a what the fuck moment. You know, like, why is this happening? But overall, a compelling story, and way, the way the end wraps everything up, will leave you speechless and in awe. So, the month after the airings of this show, Overflow came out with a spin-off called, uh, like, Magical Girl Kokoro, which is Kota Onoha's little sister. She's like a magic girl, and it was like a one big comedy gag. <laughs> it was pretty funny. You can watch School Days on Crunchyroll.com at the time of this review. And I believe you don't have to be a member, but I'm almost guessing you do. I didn't check. Um, also, if you finish the show, go Google Nice Boat and see what you find. There was a very nice internet meme that took place that if I explained it, I'd ruin the show. So I unfortunately can't explain why it is what it is. Overall, I'll give the show a 7.5 out of 10 because it was very, very good. The show's plotline starts to go on a little crazy, though, through the later parts. Um, the characters and artwork were very nicely done, and it had some very nice music. Um, so if you like harems, or like suspense, or drama, or any of those kind of relationship shows, you might really like this. Um, the cast is very varied. There's a lot of people in this show, more than what I mentioned. And... Not everybody really has a place or a reason to be there, but in one way or another, they're there. A lot of these girls are there just to make fun of, you know, uh, Kotonoha, things like that. So, check out the show. It's really, really good. And I've been really excited to review this for everybody, because I actually, like I said last week, I went back and watched the ending of the show, and I was like, man, this was good. i got to review it. So I... I have now. Well, like See, said, I'm not it's... sure if I could I could get into that show, being oh. a female and and hearing about it. It just kind of you know brought back memories and got a little pissed off. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So it it was good though. I mean, like I said, the ending isn't very. Once you start getting into the show, the ending when the ending does happen, you're like, ah, I kind of called it. But then there's even more that occurs when you're like, oh, holy crap. So, check it out. Schooldays, Crunchyroll.com. I've always pondered buying them an R2, but... Two, two discs. Two episodes per disc at 70 bucks a pop? Uh, no. Holy crap. Yeah. Holy yeah, crap I wouldn't indeed. do that. <laughs> oh, it's one of those shows that will never, ever be in America. 
Mm-hmm. But, uh, See, that's what I, I like as the difference between American and Japanese DVDs. American DVDs have more episodes per disc and they cost less. Yes. Because we wouldn't buy them. You know that for a fact. We would True. never buy the discs. If they were like 70 bucks for three episodes, I'd be like, F you, anime? I will pirate the shit out of you. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. So. You want to go ahead and pimp your website before we head off? Um, I could. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, uh, just anybody who's loving animes and otaku, no matter where you are, go ahead and check out my website. It's, uh, otakumitsukai.com. Got a sale going on with wall scrolls, so it's all good. Exactly. And if you use the coupon code BONSAI, you can save 10%. On exactly. any order over $30, which should be relatively easy, so. Yep. Yeah. Especially yeah. with the figures. Exactly. Speaking of figures, we have a couple contests coming up in the next coming couple weeks. Haven't really decided how we want to do this, but we will be giving away some prizes and, and all that good stuff, so we'll let you know more about that as we draw closer. So, thank you very much for listening. Appreciate it. Until next time, this is Jellicoon saying sayonara. Hey, thanks for listening. For more information about this or older episodes, visit www.bonsaibeat.com or subscribe to us in iTunes by searching The Bonsai Beat. You can also follow us on Twitter, username Jellicoon, or send comments, questions, and feedback to our email, bonsaibeat at gmail.com. Or you can leave a voicemail at Skype, username Jellicoon. If you are looking for other great anime podcasts, check out Otakast Radio. That's O-T-A-K-A-S-T. Hit their website at www.otakastradio.com. Thank you.